We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Gabbing. Welcome to Gabbing. With Gracie. And Heather. Today, we're going to talk about Only Murders in the Building. Yeah. Season two. two. But first, let's do a roll call. What are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I am drinking Cabernet Sauvignon. It is called Domino. And nice. I bought it because I did not feel like going to the liquor store because I've actually been at work every day this week. Ah, oh, how's that going? It's going. It's going. <laughs> All it's right. Not, and I, I am drinking a new thing. It is also Cabernet Sauvignon, and it's called Nighthawk Black Bourbon Barrel Aged Cabernet Sauvignon. Whoa. Yeah. And it's actually in a box. Hmm. I have no idea who got it, but it appeared at my family picnic. So I am finishing it because it is wine in a box and it's open. (laughs) And it's delicious. This is really good. I'm not a red wine, cheers, not a red wine drinker, but push came to shove. I said, I don't have the time to go buy white or rosé, and I'm very happy with the decision. Well, I feel like Cabernet Sauvignon is, like, very fruity, Mm -hmm. so a lot of people that don't like red still tend to like them. It makes me want to explore a little. Yeah. Really, you really also good. might like summer blends, like summer red blends, because those tend to be sweeter. I'm going to check it out. I mean, summer's ending, but whatever. Yeah. In my brain, okay. it should be several. All the time. All right. So only murders in the building. Do you want to start? Oh, my gosh. The hubby and I had to stop at the reveal party when What's-His-Face fainted. We oh, Howard? Yes, like that was the best part of the whole entire last episode. But maybe we should start from the beginning. Oh, we can. However, we want to do this. Oh, yeah. All right. So, the beginning. We meet. What is her name? Becky Butler? Oh, yeah. Becky Butler. Throne. I was shocked to know that. We should just say, hold on. We should just say, spoilers if you have not seen this. Exactly. Spoilers. If you have not seen this, please, please, please catch up. It's such a great show. Like stop listening and go watch it and then come back. Exactly. Yeah. So Becky Butler, Uh, who we vaguely knew from season one because of the podcast, Everything's Not Okay in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Is that the name of it? That is correct. And she was the, she's the murder victim. She is the murder victim. Complete plot twist. And see, I can see, obviously understand why she wanted to disappear. She was not leading the life that she wanted to. Yeah, 100%. And then it just escalates from there big time. It snowballs into stupidity, if you ask me. It's very much, and I never, I didn't think about this until just this moment. It's very much like a Bonnie and Clyde type of situation. Mm-hmm. That is very, very true. And now that you say that, I kind of wish they would have extended that a little. Just Who knows? Season three. Too. You think so? Probably not. 
<laughs> it was like a year later. <laughs> it is a year later and they seem to be very much focused on like these are the these are the three main characters and the secondary characters are based all the residents in the building and the building mm-hmm. itself. And then we have all of these surprise guests who are just simply that. Like they're just guests for the season and that's it. Yeah. Which not to be all over the place, but we always are. Exactly. Let's embrace it. It's like, yeah. Oscar was not in this season at all. No, because they broke up, didn't they? Not really. They didn't really address it. There was like one scene where she's like texting, Mabel's texting, and I think it was Charles was like, oh, is that Oscar? Mm-hmm. It's either Charles or or um who's the other guy? You know, I just call him Martin Short. So <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Oliver. Oliver. <laughs> I was like Putman. So it was one of them, but one of them's like, oh, is that Oscar? Because she's texting with Alice, or you you assume it's Alice. Exactly. And uh, she's like, oh, no, I haven't really talked too much with him. I think we're both waiting for the other one to give the that let's be friends that, text right right which is very typical of people that age I think they just yeah. ghosted each other essentially yeah. so the season ghosted Oscar because I assume he's still living in the building because that happens like the the season doesn't skip but how, you see oh, okay you see now this I feel like they should just address it and just be done with it like she she can easily be in a relationship and not be in a relationship anymore. Why do they have to drag it out? Because right. still living in the building, how are you just completely ignoring him? Like he should be actually helping, if anything, like the rest of the residents trying to figure out mm-hmm. or we see what's going on with him. I mean, this is a guy who, a boy essentially, who was in jail for X amount of time for a crime he didn't commit. And he's living his life. You know, how is he picking himself back up and integrating himself into society? But I guess that's all. Yeah. So I wonder if he's just out from now on or if he'll be in season three. Yeah. Because the last time you see him is at the end of season one where they're the police are marching them out after they discover Bunny. And Mm -hmm. he's they're They're doing kind of like the perp walk and all the residents are lined up and so him and his father are two of the residents that are lined up and then it's like nothing so anyway yes I thought of that I think that um like once we learn that Becky Butler oh my god like to see her still being in the same situation with Cinda yeah that's a really good point because she like you know was able to to get away from like an abusive boss and an unappreciated life I would say an abusive dad and a boss that's about to sexually harass her (laughs) yeah well both abusive (laughs) just in different ways yes you're absolutely right there and then she still finds herself being verbally abused and maybe she is being and emotionally physically I wouldn't be surprised if Cinda threw something at her that's true she's not the nicest character she's not and she's so self-absorbed that she didn't even notice that her assistant assistant is the person that they're doing a podcast about 
she's absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy, that yeah. woman. And at the beginning of this, we think that Detective Krebs is working with Cinda. Yeah, that was a cool twist. I didn't catch that at all. Did you? No, not at all. In the last episode, I mean, eventually I just thought, okay, it has to be this cop. Like we're focusing too much on him. Why is he being so? Yeah. Of course he's being mean because he has an agenda. Yeah, agreed. What else do you have on your notes over there? I have different things on my notes. Well, not to skip all the way to the end, but Paul Rudd. Very excited. And supposedly he is going to be in season three. Well, he has to be. That like they'll be doing like, I guess, flashbacks or whatever. And hopefully we'll figure out what him and Charles were beefing over. Like who is the she that he's supposed to stay away from? Do you have any predictions? I mean, I thought it was Mabel. Oh, maybe. Or Because it can't be his, well, she's too young, isn't she? Yeah, but Paul Rudd is timeless. Who knows how old he's supposed to be in this show? Probably 18. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like a Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Taylor Swift situation. Oh, maybe. You know, she could probably get away with playing Taylor Swift in the future because they do have a resemblance now that you bring but, it up. No, Anyhow. like their age difference though. Like, yes. What's that called? Uh, November, December, whatever was it? Oh, like summer, winter romance or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Creepy as hell. It, it it is, but I I mean I don't know. I, we will obviously find out, but it, it's yeah. it's either of the two. And I just noticed it was creative. It was or it's cre- someone completely different, and we're totally thrown. Which would make absolute sense because why not? Like maybe it's that makeup artist. Maybe it's his ex-wife. Because didn't his ex-wife break up with uh, Zaz or whoever? I don't know. I haven't really paid that much attention to the ex-wife. Well, we never meet her. Or not ex-wife, ex-girlfriend. Because remember, he talks about how his Um, double stole his ex-girlfriend away. But when you think about it, we see the makeup artist with Mabel and Lucy at the end there. So I think. Oh, yeah, that's true. Whole year. Hmm. Which is good for him. Yeah. That was a cute scene where he asked her out, if you can call it that. He did not ask her out. He was like, what is going on over here? He's like, I'm going to make rents and stuff. And she's like, it's about time. Because she's known him long enough to understand what he's saying. That That is great. That is fantastic. I have the show on now, and we are at the scene where Becky is with willingly too, I might add, the three amigos here. And the fact that Mabel was able to figure out 14 Savage, like, I still am like, what? Like, how the heck did she figure that out? Like, I mean, I know it's a show, and sometimes we just kind of be like, whatever. But I mean, I guess they're like, that's why they are who they are. They are the, the the detectives that are able to fortunately figure out who's killed too, yeah. even though it's not exactly the way that we expect them to say things. They've watched enough true crime that they're like, their brains are able to think like that. Yes. And they're so overly dramatic that they have to do a 
killer reveal party. Which was so great. It was such like, like you, I think you had said before that it was like reminiscent of Clue and it was also reminiscent of like Agatha Christie type movies, mm-hmm. like the um, Perot. Or I, like not just the movies, but the books too. The books. I really, I really like that they brought everyone together yeah. just to get that one person. And they brought comedy into it too. Like when Oma, was her name Oma? How when she's going off about the cake? Yes. And she's like, well, just you know, Bunny would have got it at the 92nd bakery or whatever (laughs) whatever which made me want to actually look it up and see if it actually exists because I do wonder like they obviously film it in New York City but how much of New York City did they actually bring into the show I hope that it's accurate because like I I remember like when I moved to New York I got so mad at friends (laughs) oh Oh, sorry. That was so inaccurate. But also, like, Friends was on a stage, obviously. Yeah. So they weren't. But, like, just like things like they, they lived by Central Park, but then this is like what one of the things that like stuck out in my brain. They live by Central Park and they go to Central Park coffee shop. Well, fine. That makes sense. But then. Uh, Rachel is talking about like, oh, I'm just going to run down the street to the Angelica Theater. Like, no, that's not right down the street. (laughs) It's like a whole other part of town. Well, as a New Yorker, I will venture to say that I think everything is within a certain amount of time from me. So maybe she thinks that way too. I mean, I used to walk long distances to things, but we're talking... Central Park to where's the Angelica Theater? It's on like it's on like Houston, isn't it? Girl, I don't know. It's like down that way. I don't know. And Angelica Theater. I'm also looking at the TV because I want to see when she mentions Germans on 92nd or whatever, whatever. So I want to be able to be as great as possible. But of course, we're going off topic. So we will get back to Hey, continuity is a very important thing. Germans on. Was it 96th or 92nd Street? 92nd. Okay. On 92nd. But the Angelica Theater, that I have to admit, I have not. It's like a little indie theater and it's let me see where it is it is not near central park women's deli and bakery and is this elsewhere this is important stuff people yeah it's on houston yeah it's on houston and mercy mercy street correct that is not correct like i'm just gonna do like a thing like how long would it take you to walk from there to Central Park. <laughs> Did she actually ever say, like, I'm going to, like, walk? She just goes, I'm going to run down the street for a minute to the Angelica Theater or something like that. Something that I was like, that's not correct. That's, that's so it not- takes 19 minutes by car, 21 minutes by train. And there's no such thing as a Sherman's Bakery. It's an hour walk. It's 3.2 miles. I mean, it is almost like right down the street. Like it's (laughs) so technically somebody could probably argue with me. (laughs) I need to look the Angelica theater. 
in Houston. But if you, if you go straight down Fifth Avenue. I also felt like they didn't live at Central by Central Park. I thought they lived. Okay, maybe, we're... maybe I was incorrect about that. Maybe I just assumed they were near Central Park because it was Central Park and Where it was um, and Rachel live. It was like rent controlled because of like some relative or something. So that's the only way they could all live there. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, but this is to say that continuity is important. The friend's apartment is located in the West Village. Okay. Greenwich Village around that area. So, so that's a lot closer. Yes. So like I, okay, so I will admit I have walked, it is still a hike, but I have walked from the West Village to the Angelica Theater. Okay. All right. I'll give them that. (laughs) It makes absolute sense. That's what I keep seeing. I keep seeing like. I stand corrected. The outside is located at 90 Bedford Street in Manhattan. It is around the corner of Bedford and Grove Street. Okay, that sounds like it's downtown. I have no idea. I've heard of Grove Street. I can't think of where it is. I used to walk down there all the time. Exactly. But also, who's really paying attention to streets? No, I know McDougal because that's that's our street. McDougal exactly. is where Mamoon's Falafel is, where the grizzly mm-hmm. pear that we like to go to was. Mm-hmm. That Ethiopian place is there. That's right. There's a really cool coffee shop called Dante's, like McDougal Street. It's like two blocks long. And it has everything. In- and it's got everything. That's like my favorite street in New York. <laughs> Everyone, when you go to New York City, don't go to go Times to- Square. Go no. to McDougal. Go to West 4. You'll screw, see Screw Times Square. Mm-hmm. And also, if you go to McDougal Street, the Stonewall Inn is like right there it's like just right around the corner and there's i think it's called bar 66 which is right next door which is a really cool dive bar Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just go to mcdougall street get some crepes or ethiopian or some falafel and then go sit in washington square park screw times square (laughs) (laughs) screw times square screw (laughs) times square (laughs) you don't need to go there Go to McDougal Street and hang out by NYU. There's so much more to do. I mean, I've gone McDougal Street. Start talking in slow motion. That was hilarious. Look at you bringing it back off. I was about to like go off about New York. (laughs) Bring it back to topic. (laughs) Yeah, like the slow motion thing and the tomatoes was so random. It's so funny. Like it it would be. Who thought of that? Cinda slash Tina Fey to have phobias about complete idioticies, like really yeah. slow motion. But I do kind of understand the tomato. I thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> I even wrote down what does Gracie think about the tomato. Oh, <laughs> well, like I understand her. Like it's not an attractive tomato. I mean tomato vegetable. The inside. That's so random. It's not like tomatoes. It's the inside of tomatoes. Oh, the, yeah, it's the inside of tomatoes. It's just not pretty at all. <laughs> just watching it. I have to say, then, this is off topic, but the fashion this season mm. is off the book. Like, I love what Cinda is wearing right now. That coat is 
to die for. Anyhow, I got distracted. I um, turned around like we were watching the same episode. I'm watching the part where they're in the diner. Ivan was like a nice humanizing touch for Bunny. The waiter. I really agree with you. And yeah. it, would be, it would be a waiter, wouldn't it? I feel like it someone who she has to see every single day and she doesn't actually have a choice but to be nice to them because they are yeah. serving her. And she actually genuinely liked him and wanted to help him out and was helping him. Yeah. Well, she also like probably recognizes that he has well he has to follow the rules because she's totally like a rule follower so he probably is very strict about that as a waiter Mm -hmm. and he's probably very hard working so she probably appreciates that about him yeah oh my gosh I'm at the Charles visiting Jan in prison those two are like so this season was a lot of I felt like um trying to repair relationships and um also like trying to like help yourself like help help yourself and others with like the kind of like traumas and Mm -hmm. issues that they have going on I mean Jan and Charles they should not (laughs) have been seeing each other they should not but but like with like Charles and Lucy and then um, Oliver and his son, his son's name, Will, that was like so sweet, like them kind of coming together and like getting really close because they were kind of, they had like, you could tell it was a strained relationship in season one. And it just got, it just. Oh, here's the part where he just realized that Will's not his kid, where he's looking down at the 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 stuff from the deli and will's like hey is there any way you're greek i'm on that scene so now he's like flashing back where he's talking to what is what is his name i don't remember nathan lane yeah nathan lane's character like he's don't know yeah that was that was a sad storyline but it ended up working out in the end Mm -hmm. i wonder if well no i don't think he's Lane's character. didn't he like attack him to not say anything he told him not to say anything, but then, like, there was later on where he goes to tell Will, and Will's like, "He doesn't. You're, if you're not my the definition dad, of know. a dad, I don't know who is yeah. a dad." And that was so nice, especially as you said last yeah. season. We saw that their relationship was strained. Yeah, and and Nathan Lane and his son they were strained because they wouldn't have been in that position. Nathan Lane. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like a whole thing with, um, well, real quick to go back to Will and Oliver. I love that he was like, how did you know? Because Will like knew. And he's like, dad, I can always tell your tells. And I was like, I thought that was a cool tie back to mm-hmm. when he was a kid and stuff. But yeah, going back to like Nathan Lane's character, like it was very strange to me, but it also like worked out that like Mabel and Theo came together to try to like help each other and like kind of come to their own kind of healing about all the trauma that they've been through. And it's interesting that they got together. Like I just, yeah. it, it just seems so odd to me. Like I was like, what's going on? Helping her. And then she winded up helping. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what, what is going on? And then we don't see them anymore, which I think is kind of sad now. Like we're getting to know his character and 
we can't really get mm-hmm. to know his character because he's like, you know, a guest. Well, he'll probably be back for season three because he's out but on like, he... also like, how does he have like a whole monitoring system I... and he's taking her to Coney Island? <laughs> now that I'm thinking I about it. I'm like, didn't he murder somebody? Like, shouldn't he be in jail? And he grave robbed. He was in, he was arrested for both. They're taking their liberties, but okay. <laughs> That's some like white privilege right there. <laughs> you know what? I mean, we yes. know we know yes. people on parole that can't even go to a different borough in New York City, let alone like be on like house arrest, and, have like an echo monitor, to, and go to Coney Island. Island. <laughs> oh, hold on a second! I gotta charge my uh, <laughs> my ankle bracelet. Give me one hour. Like, come on now! And then he's going around just like playing all the games in Coney Island. Okay. Yeah. The, the whack-a-mole was pretty funny, though, and it kind of, that, like, kind of, like, uh, tied up with when uh, Alice gave the, like, uh, statue that she made of her and was, like, here's an axe, destroy it, like, it's very, yourself, very like. Good. Very, very good. Yeah. It seems like a year later, they're not together, you think? I didn't even think I about think it. It seemed like but you know why? the because reveal. thinking that it's her. Mabel and Paul, right? Yeah, I guess we'll find out because she wasn't at the show, but she didn't necessarily need to. I kind of hope they're not together. I didn't really like Alice as a character. Really? I mean, well, she, I don't think she's meant to stick around for long. I think it was just, like you said, help Mabel heal, recognize things about herself. Yeah. Miss Becky has this in the background handcuffed. You you, you gotta love Rappaport like he's just so like and I'm only going by his last name because he's that gangster to me like he is just, he always plays the same type of character like an in-your-face obnoxious guy yeah he's it real so I was completely shocked that he was actually with her time that threw me yeah. off yeah yeah because it seemed like he would be more of a sender yes like, and she would be manipulating him yeah Instead of working together with Lonely, because, you know, let's face it, Becky, Becky didn't have any kind of affection. And here comes Detective Krebs, mm-hmm. and he's just looking her at a, cer- at a certain way, in a certain way. And, you know, that probably just undid her right then and there, too. Yeah, like somebody finally saw her. Exactly. Because all like, she wanted to be is seen. Exactly. And but she, of course, goes about it the wrong way. Like, yeah. And how does she know about the history of the Arconia so much to know that? Oh, doesn't there was something in there? I think I think mm-hmm. there was. This was very subtle. I think it was the scene where they were in their bedroom, and she was like talking to him about how she deserves like her own she- podcast and things like that. And I think at the very end, when it kind of like fades away, I re- I remember him saying something like, "Oh, I have to tell you about these secret passageways." Because it was it just like ended, and I have okay. with closed captioning. You get to be famous. I get a promotion, and we move out of this sweaty shitbox. You got this. I deserve it. I deserve it. And they're giggling. Oh, did I tell you about the secret pass? Passageway? Yeah. 
But then how did he, you see, there's some, oh, I hate open-ended questions sometimes. That's why I don't like to look, like, go back well, and watch. He might know because of Tim Kono during that investigation or, like, some other investigation that was going on there. What's going on over there? There's too much stuff going on at the yeah. Arconium. I know. Do you think that that was inspired by a specific building in New York? I don't know. Well, there is a there is a building in like that is a building. That building exists and it's not called the Arconia, it's called the Estonia. The building okay. itself definitely exists. Are there murderers in the building? <laughs> Are there murders in the building? That I do not know. Like I'm starting Probably to, not. I'm starting to think uh like, you know, all of these haunted houses and stuff like Amityville. This is what's happening at the Arconia. It's like instead of ghosts. Yeah murders this yeah those passageways were really creepy it makes me wonder if there was anything in any of the buildings that we've lived in like that who knows i mean there was a, some tiktok that went viral oops sorry uh last year or the year before where like behind the medicine cabinet <gasps> that's right like wouldn't you want to open that up so you could get more money I forgot about that. Girl, I'm going to look up Estonia. And my apartment in the Bronx was pretty old. Oh. So it could have had something like that. The Bell Nord Apartments. Where did I get a stone child? By the time I find it, it'll be. I'm going to check it out and see. Because if they are actually basing it on the actual building, that's pretty. And. There we go. Excuse me. It is called Anne Sonia. And where's it at? Do you know? It's Broadway. And that is in the 70s. I want to look it up now exactly. Okay. Between 73rd and 74th Street. That makes sense because that that the show has like an Upper West Side vibe to it, I feel no. like. No, totally. It's totally Upper West Side. Yeah. I passed by it. Well, I used to pass by it a lot, you know, when I w- would walk around the city. My sister actually ages ago she um one of the kids when she worked in a daycare center lived in that building and they had asked the parents asked her to babysit you know here and then so she has been inside that building that's really cool yeah it's it's like the architecture is just it's just quintessential new york city to me anytime i pass by yeah that. like old time new york yes yes but not golden age new york no that's true. We need, to, we need to get to that. <laughs> Did you catch that Howard is a librarian? Yes. And Jonathan wants to be a librarian. I was yes. like, oh, you're both so cute. I love you. Yes, yes, yes. And they both just wanted, well, one's a theater, wanted to be theater artist, Mr. Yeah. Um, what is it? Joseph and the Ring. What's it called? Oh, um, the Joseph alcohol is the <laughs> red wine. Uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, I think it's there called. You there you go. What a pleasure it is. What a pleasure it was and still is coming out of that dressing room. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my, yeah. I didn't say it out loud because I don't want hope. like, yes, if we're going to be seeing Paul Redmond. <laughs> <laughs> Hubby's just going to have to deal because he's got all season three. We he loves the show. 
he yeah. told me we need to like double it up we can't just watch one episode a week because it's just not enough which yeah all four it's for a half hour show it is so fucking good and I don't yeah. know if this is a family podcast but I just cursed oh uh, we've we've cursed before okay all right I couldn't remember and I'm just like whatever as long as we get to watch it and we're up to date mm-hmm. I, I don't care I don't want to binge watch it but I do we, we just we just got to keep up yeah well what you could do is you could watch watch an episode then the next week rewatch that episode watch the new episode and like layer it because you probably get different things like I got different things the second time I watch oh, much and then I'm like making comments that make me think okay that they screwed up this well, you take notes and then we talk about it. <laughs> and I don't think they screwed up too many things. They did a pretty darn good job. What else did I think about? I didn't think about this before, but I feel like maybe Becky will finally get her podcast when she's in prison. <laughs> she can do her podcast. Well, in prison. You know, I would not be surprised if Cinda reaches out. And it's like, let's talk Good about point. your story. Yeah. Let's talk about your story. And that's how we, and, and who knows, her and Jan could be best friends in jail. Oh my gosh, that would be hilarious. And also, I, we didn't even talk about uh, what's her face. Which one? That wants to play Jan. Oh my gosh. What is her name? The comedian that's like, I'm not even going to say it so she'll, because I don't want her to come after me. <laughs> what is her name? The, the blonde. The, oh my God. The blonde sings apartment. Oh, Amy Ryan. No. What do you mean, no? It's not Ryan, is it? Amy Ryan. She was in the office and she eventually like gets with Michael. You're talking about Jan, right? Like this, like no, no, no. The one that oh, not that. What, what are you talking about, girl? The, <laughs> the, the comedic actor who purchases Sting's apartment. Amy <laughs> I was like so confused because the Amy part was right. <laughs> but you're right. I didn't realize the actress that plays Jan was from The Office. And anytime they say Jan, I think to myself, and I mentioned it to the hubby, whose name I accidentally said earlier. Oh, whatever. Well, Salita, you'll um, never know his name. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be a hubby and Fitzy forever. Hubby and Fitzy forever. Heart, heart. They say, you know, not that they say her name is Jan on the show. And I keep thinking her name is Jan on the office and it's not Jan, but there is a Jan that Michael dated in the office. So I just be confusing myself. I'm like, no, it is not the same person, Gracie. It's not a coincidence that she has the same name for two shows. Anyhow, that's beside the point. Sometimes I, they do that. They, yeah, it, I mean, it is what it is. But and you may have already known this and maybe I did in the past, but right now when I, I was like, oh, it was created by Steve Martin. Like it was a complete surprise to me. Steve Martin and someone else, I don't know who that's. Oh, I, you know, I didn't really pay attention. Yeah. I mean, the credits, you just let them go and you just don't pay attention to them, but it was created by him as well okay. as another individual. And I was just like, oh, John Hoffman. Okay. I think Steve Martin's super talented. And he's also in, is he in a bluegrass band? 
I don't know, but I, yeah. He's in some kind of bands because I, I know that his CDs are at the library. <laughs> so you should pick up a CD. I think I did check them out once because I was like, oh my gosh, Steve Martin's in a band. I think it's a bluegrass band. <laughs> I feel like he just recently started doing that, no? Like the past decade, let's say. Past decade or two, because the past two decades are going so quickly. See, anytime I see him, I just don't know. He's always had that. Yeah, he kind of looks the same that he did in. Um, is it my daughter's wedding? Was that the movie? He does like perpetually the same. Oh my God. Father of the bride. Father of the bride. <laughs> <laughs> so off. I was, I was like, no, that's not, that, is not that is not it. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on Lila. Lila was being fussy last night and she kept waking me up. I, I I had a good night last night. I am not going. It has been a very odd week because Fitzy has been tantruming every since in school. This he hasn't oh, been no. in school, and he's not going to go back until question mark because we actually. I was so frustrated with the program he's in, closing early because of COVID. Like I'm so that's over- right, and I thought. Fast forward, whatever. I put him on a wait list for two schools nearby, two Catholic schools. One of them is where I went to school, kindergarten to eighth grade. And they called yesterday and told us that they have a seat for him if we if we want it. So I've been like stressing out for the past date, <laughs> 24, no, more than 24 hours about like, is that the right decision? Should we put him there? So um, it's, I can't wait until tomorrow where we make the final decision to enjoy my next week just hanging out. Good. Yes. Uh, so I was trying to look up <laughs> to go back to Steve Martin. Steve Martin does have a bluegrass CD. He uh-huh. plays the banjo, which I think okay. you had said earlier. And he is currently doing a comedy tour with Martin Short and is sold out. Of course. So good for them. Of course. Let them make that money. Yeah, they got to get that cash. Oh my gosh. I actually thought the person who fainted was Martin Short for whatever reason. But we were just, I'm telling you, we, we paused it and we were laughing so hard that he fainted. Well, was it definitely the um, Howard? Thing? It was definitely Howard. Okay. We rewound it. This was at the reveal party. And we rewound this. Rewound, I can't even talk. Rewound the scene. And it was him. So I don't know what my brain was thinking, but I was still laughing my ass off. That shit was hilarious. I'm going to have to rewatch that scene. I'm trying to see where I'm at right now. The fashion is really, like, I love, like, how does Mabel have all these clothes when she says a hot mess? I don't know how Mabel has anything, okay? Like, I know it's her aunt's place, but, I mean, she... But she's got to buy food and stuff. Exactly. Like, does she have a job? I don't think she does. Is her aunt supplying? When is her aunt coming back? Like, come on. They do mention that in the first season because she's renovating while her aunt's away but I don't remember 
if she's on vacation you or know, you know what would be you know what would be hilarious is that after all this time she actually killed her aunt oh my gosh that would be okay and we all acting like you know it would be horrific but mm-hmm. that would be a good twist i'm at the part where they put the glitter bomb in the trash can that's another scene that i liked god i feel like heather like if we were them, we would have done the same thing. Like completely oh. forgot that we put glitter in the trash can, started having a conversation about new kids on the block, and then be like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. Or Someone like took the glitter out of the or can. anything. Or anything that isn't what we should be focusing on based off of our own podcast where we just I just got distracted. I was just reading the line. Dad, if you're not my father, then I don't know what a father is. You hear me? That's so sweet. That is so sweet. And he can say it as much as he wants to. We need as much will on screen as much as I'm saying. Oh, you know what? So I was just going through my notes. You know what I also found really funny? And it was kind of like, I was like, this is not legit because he's a librarian and librarians wouldn't do this. When he was like, you'll never know my password. And Mabel's like, it's Evelyn, isn't it? (laughs) It's like, that's such a thing. Like with like, I'm going to speak for all librarians right now. People are so bad at passwords and we're constantly have to be like, don't tell us your password because as soon as like, I'm a stranger, as soon as like I go to help you get into your email, you just want to tell me your password. You wanted no. to like, <laughs> you want to give me all your information have you, have so you I could steal your identity. Have you seen that commercial? Oh my God. I don't even know who the commercial is for, but they're talking about passwords. And there's this one scene where a mom is yelling at her kid from a balcony where everyone can hear, is it this and this and that and that? And I was like, oh my God, I can actually picture that happening. Like That is legit. Did I ever tell you the ISIS story? I was not here for this. One of one, another librarian that I work, I used to work with was helping someone at the computers. And there was a sweet old lady and she was like explaining to her that she had to create a password. And so she's like, this is another thing people do. Well, what should I make my password? I'm not going to tell you what your password should be. (laughs) Just make a password and don't tell me what it is. Write it down. Is that I cannot Um, know about it. Yeah. Hello. So like she was like, well, make it something that you're going to remember, but make it something that somebody would not guess about you. And so very loudly, this very sweet old lady goes, I'm going to make my password Isis because Isis is my favorite goddess. And <laughs> it's just a beautiful goddess. And I want my password to be Isis. And so she kept yelling Isis across the library. <laughs> And, and my library them. friend was like, Isis, oh my God, don't, like, no, don't make your password Isis. That. <laughs> and so she's like, um, so Isis is the name of a terrorist group. And the lady was like, <laughs> horrifying. I was going to say at first, like, why would she name, why would she have a password as Isis? I, oh my That's God. something yeah. nobody's going to guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not coming from a sweet old lady yeah yeah and so, I yeah think, I wouldn't think about no goddess either so okay let her do her so yeah so 
Nate, don't tell librarians your password, people. We don't want to know your password. Like, stop telling us. So, yeah. So, like, librarians know about passwords and how they need to be secure and things that people aren't going to think about. So, the fact that, like, he had his password be Evelyn is hilarious. <laughs> he needs to make it more complex. Well, yeah. Talk about well, that's another thing. Make your, make your passwords complex. Use letters, numbers, and symbols, and use capital and lowercase, and don't use common things like your date of birth or your street you grew up on or your pet's names or, yeah. That's something I deal with right now because people will be like, oh, it says I can't use anything with my name in it. I can't use anything with my true address. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, those are things people are going to guess people God, they're too much yeah so there's your uh advice of the day have secure passwords do not tell them to random strangers like the local librarian i know we're trustworthy and awesome but like we do not need to know your password <laughs> and you do not want to know the password you have enough going on yeah everyone needs a break yeah no more no more intel into the brain please no exactly so but yeah, so that was one of the things that I thought was pretty funny, um, being a librarian. And it's yeah. like, what did you know? Also, like, uh, librarians are never going to give up their cats over a person. <laughs> the fact that his boyfriend is allergic to cats. Oh, speaking of cats clawing at me, uh, <laughs> we're going to be like, uh, you can go to the doctor and get it's some shots. It was so sweet that he said yes. I yeah. was so happy about that. Yeah, I really like Jonathan. He's a nice character. I thought he was the killer, but that's what they do, uh, right? They that would have been so smart. Because he was sneezing. Yeah. I, I didn't, even, I didn't think about him as a killer at all. She said she gave herself away big time because she started sneezing and then she mentioned Lucy without intentionally mentioning. Yeah. Lucy. I feel like she was too smart to do that, but she got too cocky. She got too cocky. She got, oops, I'm so sorry. She got also, she, she, I mean, they put her on the spot. So she was trying to defend herself as yeah. much as possible. What was your opinion of the painting being under the birdcage? Oh, I didn't even, I didn't think anything of it. I thought it well I thought it was a weird place to hide like a million dollar painting and then on top of that she put it in a place that it was going to end up going to Oliver something happened to her because she left Mrs. G to Oliver did she know me knew that well and if she hid it was it because she was worried that the person that was trying to purchase it Becky or whatever was gonna try to steal it. Becky even able to afford that? I doubt it, but like she did meet her at the diner and she was calling her about it. Or you assume it was Becky. This is really interesting because I forgot about the painting. And it was like a pretty, well, I was just thinking of because of the Oh, who played her that played the artist Rose that was supposed uh, to be oh my God. Uh, Bunny's Shirley mother, McLean. but it wasn't. Shirley McLean. Yeah, Shirley McLean. Like that whole storyline was, I guess it was like set up to help Steve Martin's character, um, Charles, 
deal with like his issues with his dad but they kind of just to dry yeah like she left and she ended up being the what precipitated the murder but they never really got into too much detail on like why Becky wanted the painting so much other than she wanted to do a podcast about Rose's disappearance. She must have suspected Rose was dead. But she wasn't. Right, but Becky didn't know that. And that, yeah, you know, that's that's very odd. I think Charles was the only one that knew that she was alive. Because she reached out to him. Didn't she reach out to him? But he figured it out. He figured out that she wasn't actually uh, Bunny's mother. Because remember, he called the nursing home. Right. And they were like, uh, she's, not, she's not in any condition to talk to anyone, let alone travel. And then he looked up her picture on the nursing home and realized it wasn't the same person. And that's when he figured out that she was Rose. Something off about. So I don't know if something's going to come back in season three about it or if they're just. Also, the fact that literally just dropped it. They literally just dropped it. How is she? She wasn't going to afford Becky to pay for a painting that was $1,400. Does Cinda ever agree to doing really the Rose Cooper podcast? No, because I remember she was like, why are you so obsessed with that painting lady? And then it just stopped there and that's it. So where was she going to? Yeah, which is why I wonder if Bunny suspected she was going to try to steal it, which is why she had the original put in Mrs. G's cage. Or a different storyline that will be brought up again. And a girl, okay, I feel like we're thinking too much about something that may not even happen. This is like taking me back to the days when uh, Harry and Hermione and all (laughs) that people that you know, we're also Harry and Hermione fans would delve into thinking that J.K. Rowling was like some just kind of like freaking genius. She just wanted Ron and Hermione together. Well, it might be a plot hole. We'll find out. Uh, I'm just looking at this article that actually like it it brings up what I was talking about earlier, where it's like, how did Cinda not recognize her? And this article brings up how did no one in the town recognize Becky because which, yeah that's true cared about her yeah I like that the whole town was so obtuse that they didn't see that she just changed her hair and put glasses on she was never an important part of society there yeah it, I, I could I could totally believe it and there's like small town girl she had a whole like she, not only hair and glasses but yeah that's true she got like a, a more stylish she didn't have an accent yes that's true but people still have to be pretty obtuse in a small town not to recognize. I mean, at work, there's somebody was wearing a baseball cap. And I'm like, that looks, nah, whatever. And I kept walking around. And then finally, he took off his baseball cap. Did he say he gets that? He did not say that. No. I'm not good with faces, so I shouldn't talk. But I just found that a little oh, odd. God. Like, especially like... Like, you think Cinda's looking at tons and tons of pictures of Becky. But she's so self-absorbed. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That would make. So I'm assuming I was very confused. Hubby and I were uh, 
like, wait a second, why isn't Cinda getting arrested? And then we realized, okay, she really didn't know like anything, anything. But then, wait a second, didn't her and Krebs have something? And then that there was the twist. Yeah. That it was that actually Cinda that he was looking at, but Becky. Yeah, I kind of figured that Cinda knew the whole time she was Becky. So I was surprised that she didn't. But I think you're right. She's probably going to like approach her and be like, hey, let's do a podcast about how you manipulated me and manipulated everybody else. Well, you know what? Maybe not because she doesn't want to look like the fool right under her nose all this time. And she didn't. Well, she'll probably be like, oh, I actually knew it was you the whole time. But also (laughs) like, but wait, wait, wait. She'll find a twist. But here's a whole nother thing. Like, can't can't Cinda get in trouble for having the mayor be sent to jail for the quote-unquote killing, murdering Becky? I guess it all depends on if they think that she knew or not. Because if she didn't know, like, a jury and the courts are the one that actually put them away. But it makes you think, like, how far did she, go? like, did she plant evidence? Like, I'm taking it there. Like, how are you, how is it that Oh, they- well, they must have, because remember, they say that she disappeared, and then they found her left hand in the mailbox. So, like, they had to, like, planted evidence and falsified records, because that obviously wasn't her hand. So, Cinda really is Cinda should really so warm her way out of it i guess we'll find out next season i can't wait (laughs) yeah i hope they don't like prolong it i hope they make it quick we need more of this in our lives let's look it up on imdb i was about to be like imdb that imdb and imd premiered in 2021 so we waited a whole entire year to see the second season a whole year and this winter dragged So hopefully, so hopefully that means that they'll be back soon. Hopefully, yes. Because it wasn't even quite a year. No, it wasn't because it started August 31st and the last episode was October 19, 2021. It was 10 episodes. Okay. All right. Do you have any final thoughts? All I can say is that I loved, loved, loved the season. The last yeah. episode was the best episode so far. And I can... All right! So excited. I'm very excited. We all need more of him in our life. We're wrapping it up, folks. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Gabbing. Gabbing! See y'all next time. <laughs> Bye. We're gabbing, uh, uh, we're gabbing, we're gabbing, uh, uh, we're gabbing, we're gabbing, uh, uh, we're gabbing.